In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Hi, all. Nicole here. This podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. You are listening to A Psychic Story a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. This is part one of a two-part episode, and I am thrilled to have back on Jennifer James and Jill Stanley. They are psychic sisters. They come from a long line of women with mystical abilities. Their beloved maternal grandmother, Irina, a Polish Catholic immigrant who, while practicing mediumship and earth magic, always maintained an intense devotion to God, Jesus, and the Blessed Mother and the saints of the Catholic Church, was a major influence in their lives and in learning to trust their own psychic abilities. Jennifer and Jill's mom, an astrologer, modeled an acceptance of all things mystical that resulted in a childhood shaped by mystics, psychics, spiritual healers, and best of all, magic. Jennifer is a tarot reader and intuitive. Jill is a psychic medium and energy reader. They are the creators, producers, and co-hosts of the Common Mystics podcast and authors of the Common Mystics book series. They recently wrote a book titled Common Mystics Present Ghosts on the Road, Volume 1, Murders and Mysterious deaths. And I am just really happy to have them back because they've been on the show previously. So welcome, Jennifer and Jill. Thank you so much for having us. That was a a long bio, but I wanted to give you guys (laughs) justice because you've been super busy since we talked last. So how have you both been since we last spoke? What's been going on? There's been a lot of stress eating. (laughs) We've been managing full-time jobs, the podcast, which is fun and amazing, but then the spinoff into the book. So there's been a lot going on. After we had spoken to you last, we started dropping episodes throughout the year. So now our episodes run every other week year round, whereas previously we were doing seasons that would end in October. And we we saw that we lost a lot of momentum when we were doing that. So now we're going year round. And we also started a Patreon page as well since we last talked. 
Yeah. And when you were both on, I think when we were talking, I said, this would make for a really good TV show or book. And then you had a publisher reach out to you, which is part of it. I mean, I'm not taking credit. That came from Spirit, but that's amazing. So how did, and I believe she listened to my episode and then reached out to you guys, or what was the deal there? So she found us through you, I believe, and a lot of people. So thank you so much for what you do in your audience. They're amazing. And they found us through a psychic story. So thank you for that. And you did hit the nail on the head with that one because we, I, Jen and I are so busy just doing our full-time jobs that it, even hearing you say that then, it was just like, there's no way. And that's what we told the publisher. I was like, there's just no way, Jen. Right. Well, the funny thing was Jill and I have this thing where we low key manifest like over wine at night, you know, sitting on the couch feet to feet. And one night we were like, this is what we need. We need someone who believes in us, understands us and our vision and who will invest in us time and money to help us bring our stories to life. And we said, but it can't be another thing. It can't be more than what we're currently doing. And we'd also like to bring our friend Jennifer Baker along too, because she's looking to leave education as just as I am. You know, we've been in 25 to 30 years and it's getting a little old. Teaching's great. Teaching's great. But, you know, there's a time to move on. And so anyway, when Melissa contacted us after hearing one episode you know, of our podcast, you know, like Jill said, Jill and I had a conversation. We got her email and I said to Jill, this is how this is going to go. We're going to reach back and say, thank you very much for your interest. When we're in a position to actually write a book, we will reach back out to you. But when we talked to her, we we realized that she wanted to write a book of the stories that we already had, the stories that we had already discussed. So we had that content. And then when she said that she wanted to publish with nothing from us up front, because frankly, we don't have any money to, to pour into this project and was looking for an editor to work with us. So we had the perfect person and it just seemed right. And, and we, so we jumped in and it's been a, a wild, crazy year, but we're glad we did it. Yeah. So when you got the email, I, I'm assuming that's how she emailed you. First, Jill, what was your reaction? And Jen, what was your reaction? I know you kind of talked about it a little bit. What was funny about it is that she was like, I'm not a vanity press, which I we, I had to Google what she was talking about. I was like, that's fine. I don't have any concept of what you're saying right now. And it was flattering and nice. But it, again, it was just like a dream. I was like, I can't. There's just no way. And when we were on the call with her and she mentioned, oh, by the way, I work with re retired teachers as editors. Do you know anybody if you had a suggestion? And then I lost my shit. I like literally put the phone down because I couldn't I couldn't look into the Zoom call anymore. I was like, oh, my God, this is too much. This is actually happening. And so, yeah, that's my that's my experience of it. Jen, what do you think? I was just completely overwhelmed because I started to think about how much work it was going to be. But again, like, yeah, it's it's this situation where it's for me, it's a free fall. Jill and I are very different in our personalities. I'm very much a person who I set a goal and then I work towards that goal and I achieve the goal and I put a check in the box and then I go to the next goal. And Jill isn't like that. So it's been such a blessing for me because I'm learning how to trust spirit and just free fall. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know the entirety of what I'm working for. I just know 
that I need to keep doing it. Yes. And that's super important. And that's why I wanted to hear both of your perspectives, because I found the similar experience for me when I got the message that I was going to be writing a book and people can go back and listen to past episodes. I don't want to, you know, be redundant here, but I said it more out of frustration. Okay. You need to bring the right person, the money, all of the things towards me. And I just was like, check moving on because I didn't think it was going to happen. So then when it actually manifested, I'd love for you guys to talk a little bit about the low key manifestation. Because I think it is part of the be careful what you wish for. You just might get it in a good way. And then whatever other way you're looking at, too. So I don't know, Jen, maybe if you want to take that and then Jill, hear your thoughts as well. I mean, it really is just what I described. I think it's interesting because when Jill and I work together, there really is something happening. There's more than just just the the obvious interaction happening and when we do spell work or when we're not intentionally doing spell work, but we dream intentionally and we say things, we give ideas power. And I think sometimes we will have a conversation and something will happen, will manifest that is so uncanny and outside of regular coincidence that, and that kind of thing happens all the time. Um, Jill, can you think of a, an example of that? I'm trying to, to think off the top of my head. There are so many examples of that. Our Kim Russo experience is a really good one. Yeah, you had an episode on it. I, I had Kim Russo on, I think she was early on. She was one of my first 10 guests. And yeah, I had Kim Russo, Sonia Fitzpatrick. I mean, this was when I was nothing. This is when I said, it's like a tree. If it falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it really, you know? And so same thing, manifestation. I was like, I had my hit list. I'm like, okay, either these people want to be on or they don't. And spirit, if you want to lead and draw them, to the show, the podcast, great. And that was part of it. It was, I think that what I'm hearing you guys say is you set an intention, but you also release the control of of needing to have control over it. And that's the universe coming back in ways that's so much more powerful and ways that you possibly may not be able to dream it. But also my emotions and my energy and frequency matched it. So I was like, okay, if this is meant to be great. And I just was like dropping a nuclear bomb, boom, out there. And then that's how it kind of came back. So I'm sure, Jill, you have other experiences or examples. I think with Jen and I, literally, it usually happens over wine, right? And it's just Jen and I... I feel like wine amplifies things, by the way. I really do. It gives us the courage to dream big, right? And it's just us like having sister talk. But in those moments, what's really bizarre is like, yes, we're sisters and yes, we're close. But it really is almost like... There is a connectivity that's bigger than us, that's bigger than Jennifer and Jill, that's happening. It's almost like it's taking that energy. And the interesting part of it, it's not exactly the way we dreamed it up over wine, but it has enough specifics in it to make us recognize when it's happening, right? And I think that that's the the chill moment. So when I was on the phone with Melissa and Jen and Jenny, and just hearing her say the words that we said, like... And if you know an editor, cause, and we're like, and if Jenny to come along with us. And the same thing when we met Kim Russo, specific words that came out of our mouth were coming out of her mouth. And it wasn't the way I dreamed it, but it was so spot on to the experience. There was no hesitation knowing that those messages were for me. So I like, so when we met Kim Russo, I like pulled Jennifer out of her seat. I was like, this is my sister. And <laughs> we had that conversation and, and we were blessed with an amazing reading from her. I do. 
want to hear about that uh, before we get into the book. So how did you, so you were talking and seeing around about Kim and yeah, and then I'll also link to your episodes that people can listen to the full thing. I'll start and then you cut me off and and add anything that I'm forgetting because it's been a while since I told this story. Go ahead. First, let me say this. I bought tickets to see Kim Russo for my friend and I, not Jennifer. So that was the first serendipitous moments because Jennifer and I, this was like 10 years ago and Jen and I were kind of fighting, right? We weren't getting along because you know how sisters are. (laughs) But so I called mom and I was like, oh my God, so-and-so is flaking out on me. And she's like, you need to take Jennifer. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's because, you know, sisters, you grow up with someone and you hear what they're saying, but you believe it means something different. And that's what I was experiencing with Jennifer. So I'm like, this is going to be an explosive weekend. There's got to be a lot of wine. And for some reason, Jen was at my house the night before we were supposed to go meet Kim Russo and we were drinking on my couch, sipping on wine. Jen, take it. And so we were the the event was one of those you know, group readings, right? And so the the site you've seen this on TV all the time. The psychic is comes up on a stage and there's an auditorium or a large theater. Yes, yes, not everybody gets a reading. How many? I don't know, 12 maybe, at, you know, over the course of 2 hours and that psychic walks around and certain people get readings and everybody else doesn't. So, knowing that was going to be the format. The night before, Jill and I were saying, "Okay, if we have the opportunity to talk to Kim, what would we ask her? And so we sat there again, feet to feet, looking at each other. And we said, I would want to know, because Jill was researching our father at that point. And she, she wanted to know if she should be looking for documents, like a death certificate, if that would help her find our father, because we didn't know whether he was alive or dead, right? So that was a question that we had. The past life, you were saying how you felt drawn to certain areas of the world. Right. So we were talking about past lives and I have never been to France, but I feel like the South of France would be a place that has been my home in the past. So we were talking about past lives. We were talking about animals. Animals who passed over, if they really have souls, if they ever come through to her. So it started like a conversation. What if we talked to her? And then it kind of spiraled into other other things incidental to that conversation. The next morning, we get up and we have to drive from Battle Creek to Detroit, where the event is. And we get in the car and we know from watching Kim Russo on TV that sometimes she gives crystals or rocks to someone or or gets them from people. So Jill wanted to take a particular crystal with her. When we got in the car that morning, we started driving to Detroit. I don't know how far we were on the road when we realized she forgot to take that stone. So we're like, oh, that's okay. That's okay. You know, we'll we'll still go. It'll still be fine. We get there and we could tell just from the parking lot, we could feel energy. I remember like we were hopping, literally hopping. Like, you know how when you're a kid playing with Barbie dolls, like your feet are just like, like no knee bending here. We were literally hopping and people were getting out of our way. So we bounce into this theater and and it's a casino and we find our seats. And don't you know it, Nicole, we are center of the aisle. We're in the center of the row, which is perfect. Well, yes and no. Usually they go around the ends. Yeah, but eyesight wise. But anyway, I'm following. That's true. So we were sitting, I don't know how many rows back, maybe six, 
seven rows back, I guess, in the middle of the row, which wasn't ideal that we were in the middle of the row. But nonetheless, we sit there and we're both sitting straight, like just waiting, like little antennas. It just felt so charged. And so then finally, Kim Russo comes out and she doesn't start her demonstration right away. She's pacing back and forth on the stage and she's talking about her process. And during the 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 time where she's explaining how she works with spirit, she brings up past lives. And if you've ever felt like you were, you would be at home in a place that you've never been to, that means you were there before. And Jill and I were like, hmm. And we look at each other and we look back at her like, that's really odd that she should mention that because we those were the same words we used yesterday, but whatever. Then she talks about pets. And if you're wondering if a pet can come through, yes, they can come through. Now she and I are looking at each other like, come on, Kim, get out of our heads. I don't know what witchcraft this is, but you know, we were just talking about this yesterday. And then she starts her, her demonstration and, <laughs> and she says some letters, you know, the letters of both of our names. We don't use our real surnames on the pod for obvious reasons, but our last names, the th- because we're both married, the three first letters of our last names are the same. And those are the letters she's saying. And you're like waving, you're like waving in the crowd. <laughs> I'm like trying to get up out of her grip and she's like holding my shoulder. I'm like, Jennifer, Jennifer. and I didn't want to cause a scene. No one else is standing up. And then she says, Eileen and then Irene. Well, Irina is our grandmother. So... I I finally couldn't hold Jill down anymore because then she mentioned Elizabeth. Oh, and that's Jill's middle name. So then I was like, I'm up. I shook Jen off of me. I'm like, not today. (laughs) And I get up. I'm like, and she says, if you, when you stand up, if you think the messages are from you, the whole party needs to stand up. Everyone you came with. So I bolt up. Jennifer is mortified. Jen is really shy just by nature. So she's like crumbling and like sitting down in her seat. And I'm like, get up here, (laughs) like pulling her up by her lapels. Because we didn't mention that there's cameras on you. So if you're standing up, there's there's a huge jumbotron with your image up there anyway. So I'm standing up. I'm pulling Jennifer by the back of the neck up and someone else stands up from the other from a couple rows back. So there's going to be a rumble. Exactly. I was ready for it. But Kim's like, no, 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 no fighting. She was like, spirit's going to work this out. And she says, whoever has the stones in their wallet is who I need to speak to. Well, Jennifer looks at me like, now what? Because you didn't bring the stones. But I always have stones in my wallet. And it just occurred to me, I'm like, oh my God, I have stones in my wallet. So I like scream that and I'm all shaky. And I go down to my purse and the, the huge camera's like on my hand shaking. And I pull out this rainbow opal that someone had given me a couple weeks back. And so they're passing it down. They're like, pass it back, pass it back until it gets to Kim. And Kim's like, oh. And the whole theater goes, like gasps. Everyone in the theater gasps. So then it was so amazing. Then she, I wanted to know specifically, because we grew up in a family that has so many different types of experiences with like ghosts and and, and mediumship and psychic energy. I wanted to know if what I was experiencing was genuinely mediumship, because I'm comparing myself to my grandma, who's like holier than thou, literally, that full on people are coming to her with like visual apparitions. That's not how I roll. So I'm like, well, am I doing it? Because I was comparing myself to my grandma. So the first thing she says to me is, you're a medium. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And then she relayed many messages that 
that really were in sync, not only what we were talking about that we wanted to know, we never even asked her a question. She was just answering the questions Jennifer and I had the night before when we were drinking on the couch at my house. And the major question, the major question about dad, she answered that question too. She said that he he wasn't past yet. He was right on the brink of of passing away. So that answered our question. Oh, I just got chills, which is probably also why you guys were so heavy into searching and finding him because you intuitively and or psychically picked up on it. Exactly. You know what else though? When I take a step further, and I think about the the process it took for me to find our dad's family and information about our father, all that research, all that know-how I put into the podcast now. Yes, because that's what it was sounding like when you guys were talking or when, Jen, you were saying about the South of France and everything else, you were starting to get those intuitive hits. And then now that totally makes sense that that's the process you would follow. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So anything else about the Kim Russo experience and or about manifesting? I think that's really helpful for everyone to hear about the importance of intention, but also what I was picking up on when you guys were talking, you're kind of sitting feet to feet, sister to sister. It's also about prayer and then the power of energy where it's not just one person thinking that or feeling that or putting that out there. It goes back to how energy works and how things manifest with the universe. I really think, and Jen and I literally just had this conversation yesterday, that what's really important to know is that you are constantly manifesting, whether you know it or not. And what's dangerous is that people that don't subscribe to psychicness is that they're manifesting things that they had no clue that they're responsible for. Just the other day, I told, I live on a a little lake and I live in an area where somewhat people pass my house, the same people like five times. And it's an awkward situation because how many times do I wave at the same person in 30 minutes? So I told the neighbor, I'm like, you don't have to keep waving at me. And now no one's waving at me. Like I literally, I'm like, I have to go to my neighbor and just undo what I did because I like being waved to it. Just not like consistently over 10 minutes, like four times. So I really have to be clear what I meant by that and kind of clear that up. But that's a really great example of like, be careful what you say and what you're bringing about with your words. Yes. And what was coming to mind too, when you said that is, I know people are going to be a little bit frustrated when they hear this, but you're exactly where you need to be. And you're experiencing the exact things that you manifested. So if you're in a relationship that you're not necessarily happy with, if you are not receiving or having the financial experiences and abundance that you want, we tend to, you know, try and ask, okay, well, why? And it's because we, to your point, may be on autopilot and aren't thinking of our thoughts, thinking of our emotions, We or we're, it's bottled up and we're thinking to ourselves, okay, well, I haven't said it out loud or I haven't really put it out there that it's an intention I want, but you're living and you're breathing and you're experiencing it so many times in your life that it does manifest. And that's why it's so important for you to be conscious of things and even more so to put those intentions out there when you do want change or you do want something to to you know flow in a different way. Well, if someone's listening and feels frustrated by whatever circumstance they're in, I just want to say that I wish I had a father that I didn't have to research about. But in those moments, I learned a skill that I'm able to use in a different way. And that is, I feel like, the essence of my life. I never get what I want, but I always get what I need. And I never understand that at the time. And it re- reminds me of that story, Jen, that you and I were talking about, about the interview 
that you had. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? I don't want to put her on the spot. No, no, I'm ready to talk about it. But I just want to say a couple things on what you guys were talking about first. I feel like part of the reason that Jill and I are so powerful when we come together is because both Jill and I have very strong relationships to our people on the other side. I have a really, and so does Jill, with our mother and our grandmother, our grandpa and our aunt. All people who are pivotal in in helping us develop the gifts that we have. So I feel like when Jill and I get together and we go to that spot, they're all there too, because both of us have that that connection there so strong because we call on them every day. And that relationship is is something that we foster regularly, intentionally. And when we come together, it's still there and it really just amplifies our power. It doesn't feel like it's just Jill and me. It feels like it's all of us. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And that's why it's so important when I talk about connecting with your spirit team or connecting with your guides and angels and your loved ones on the other side, because they are meant to be a support system and not just guide us, but exactly what you're saying. There's things they can do on the other side that we can't do in human form and vice versa. So it just makes us an extremely powerful team. And then the other thing I wanted to say to your point about you don't always get what you want, you get what you need. We, Jill and I have talked about the phenomenon where if you don't learn a lesson from the situation you're in, you will get it again and again and again until you learn that lesson because it's part of your journey. It's one of the things that you're here to learn. So Jill has a really good example with interacting with that narcissist, sociopath archetype. Like when we were growing up, there was someone close to our family who had this personality. And Jill, unfortunately, was in a situation where she had to deal with this specific personality. Fast forward several years later, Jill, you had that same personality come up in different places. Mm-hmm. Because I, we grew up, I I learned at a very young age because we grew up in a, in a household where you didn't get to choose like who's around you as a kid. You have no control over that. So when I was of a certain age, I was like, well, now I have control with who's in my life. So I just cut that out. I was like, I don't want to deal with that. That's something I am for sure not dealing with. So when I cut it out, fast forward a couple of years later, that same personality, diabolical, lying. And what was really frustrating is people bought into it. So I, again, was one of the only people that were seeing things as they were. And that bothers me. I'm like, nobody, nobody around me sees this but me. And it was a hard experience and I got out of it. But even in that experience, what I, what I learned from it is that because I had that second experience with that second person, which I really wish I didn't have, but it created a stronger bond elsewhere that carries me today. So even though it's a hard lesson to learn, I wish I didn't learn it. I see the benefits of having going through that. If someone would have gave me a choice long before, like, do you want to go through this? I would have said no, because I don't know what I don't know. And I don't see the bigger picture. But now, like today, looking back, I'm like, hell yeah, I'd do that again because now I'm here. Yes. You know, so even no matter what you go through in your life, I I tease like people that call us and want want messages or want to know if they're psychic. They're like, I, I, I had a hard life. I've not always been holy. I don't deserve this gift. And I'm like, okay, stop that. I'm like, we are basically psychics going in the back door. We don't start out. Oh, we get there. We work our senses. Even Jesus. Even Jesus, he had a temper tantrum at the temple. 
He's throwing shit around. That wasn't cool, Jesus. Get it together, bro. But like, honestly, like that's what we are. We don't come out enlightened. We work our senses and we rely on spirit. That's the ascension. Yes. Amen. And I don't mean to be religious, but I was feeling like some preaching and I love it. <laughs> and Jill, you didn't say this, but I want to I wanna make this point. That second time that you were in a, a situation with that same personality. Still sucked. You, It did, but it was a situation where you couldn't just cut this person out. You had to work with this person. So the universe presented it again. It's like if you're stuck in an elevator with the person and you're just like, there's the doors are shut. I can't go up or down or open. It's like, I'm stuck. I got to work it out. Yeah. Right. But you were farther ahead because you recognized some of those same characteristics, right? So you were a little farther ahead. A little farther. I still had the, I still had the temper tantrums. You know what I mean? I was still like, really? Are you serious right now? Again? So yeah, hopefully that... Hopefully, you, you never know, right? Like, did I learn it? Because then you're looking around every corner like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so hopefully there would be no more of that. Well, and I also think when you were talking about, did I learn it and looking around the corner, it's a good sense of awareness and acknowledgement that at least then you're, you recognize there was something to take away from the situation. And you were asking probably the question of, did I grow and did I make any progress from this? And I've found this is not a shortcut, but usually then in that instance, I would probably say, okay, I am asking my higher self. I'm asking my spirit team. I'm asking universe and God that if there is anything else that I need to heal or learn from the situation, I'm allowing that to be known and to be done. And, you know, you can do some things as well throughout that process. It may not hit all of it and get it out if you haven't paid attention, but at least that's again, part of that progress. And like you said, Jen, on the spiritual journey, they're lessons, which I don't like to use the word lessons like experiences because lessons feel like school and hard work, but that is the reality of what it is. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about how Jill and I are, are very different and it's it's our greatest strength. It can also be a challenge, but in in that kind of context, talking about your your higher self and Jill and I were talking about just the other day, what does that feel like when you're in tune with your higher self? And I was, we were having a conversation about me and my experience because it's very different from Jill's experience. Jill, Jill was psychic out of the womb. She really was from, from the very beginning. And I think, Nicole, you had a similar sort of childhood experience where you knew at, you know, on a certain level that you were communicating with beings outside of yourself, right? For me, it was very different. I She had kids to raise out of the womb. Jennifer was born an older sister. Right. I was an older sister, so I, I had to be practical and I had to help my mom take care of things. But as a result, I'm very goal-oriented. I, I create a goal, I work towards the goal, and I check it off my list. Well, you know, the fact that I'm here is a result of a, a one moment that is frozen in my mind because it is the moment where I saw very clear, clearly to me in my mind's eye, the fork in the road ahead. And it was, it was an interview. I was, I'm a teacher and I have two master's degrees in the field of education. And I went on an interview to be an assistant principal and I sat there and it was going great, Nicole. He does this principal. He was into me professionally. He was into me. We were vibing. We were talking about books that we read. We both like historical fiction. It was going great. I could have, I knew this is your job. 
Jennifer, this is your job if you want it. And it was going fantastic. And then I got the question, where do you see yourself in five years? The dreaded question. I just got chills. I just got chills. And I said, you know, I'm just not sure. Because Nicole, up until that point, I had been feeling like something was missing from my life. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew that I was suppressing a part of myself. And that part was that whole, you know, psychic spiritual piece. I wasn't using it. I wasn't doing anything with it. You were in the psychic closet. I was. And I said, I don't know. And so then he told me what to say. Like, I'm literally going to feed this to you so you can have the position. So yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. He said, here at this school, I'm looking to hire someone who can follow along in my footsteps. I want to be able to retire and I want to be able to groom that person into the position. And I think you'd be a good fit. So where do you want to be in five years? And I looked at him and I said, I just don't know. He wanted you to say in your seat. He wanted me to say I wanted to be a principal. I wanted to be the principal of his building. When I said that, I knew that I had chosen a road, which in my logical brain, it was just one interview. It didn't mean my entire career. But I knew, I knew I could see it. I could see the path when I, when I said that. And I got in my car and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried because it's everything that I had worked for for the past 15 years of my career. That's, I, it was handed to me and I said no to it. And I got to school and one of my, my mentor teachers, I went to her office and I just cried and I cried and I cried. And she said, Jen, why didn't you just? tell him that you wanted to be a principal. And I said, Linda, I didn't want to sell my soul. Those are the words that I said. Which is what you were, you were doing the interview because you wanted to put so, but you recognized something in that moment energetically. Yes, I recognized. So I think that was a moment of clarity for me that I needed to make a change in my life and that doing what I thought was going to make me happy, wasn't going to fulfill me in a way that I, I was yearning to be fulfilled. And the only way that I could do that was to explore this realm, you know, that you and Jill kind of have lived in all your life. And if I had taken that job, I would be an administrator in a school somewhere right now, and I wouldn't have any kind of time to do any of this. This would not be my reality. So, so yeah, I think. It, it all comes down to those moments. And if you're, if you're open and aware and paying attention, they, they can change everything. Yes, absolutely. And I think the other thing too, is I'm just going to share a little bit. I was in a session with somebody the other day and she was asking, you know, I'm sure you guys have had this experience too, whether somebody's in a relationship where they know in their heart it's ended and they just haven't made the decision to leave or to take those steps. It could be a career. It could be multiple, multiple things. And for anyone listening, the important part of all this is to say, sometimes you can recognize in a moment, like at least you, Jen, in the seat, you decided in that moment to say, okay, I'm not going to sell my soul and I'm not going to say something that's not truthful because you were feeling the energy in the pool. But for people that still know and understand, it's okay to not necessarily make that change or make that decision in the moment, as long as you are then starting to honor the direction and the energy that you feel you need to head into eventually. Because 
I promise you it's going to happen at some point. And when we are in these tra- those transition stages and where we're trying to feel the emotions and all of that, universe is there to support us, but it doesn't mean we have to rip the Band-Aid off in that moment. But to your point, there is a fork in the road. There is a distinction. Before we hopped on and you know, Jen and I were waiting for Jill to join, I was talking to Jen about this moment a couple weeks ago that I had with my boss at my full-time job and I was crying on the phone like video conferencing with him. And I was very calm, cool and collected and centered inside. But the outside of me was like crying. And it was because I realized that I had made a choice, but I hadn't spoken that choice out loud in such firm ways or words about knowing that my career as far as PR and marketing full-time was going to come to an end sooner rather than later. But it's hard to take that step and to say out loud to someone, what it is that you know that you need to do to move forward to be truthful to yourself and where you're headed. And it's scary. It's especially when you your whole framework has been leading up to where you are and then to be like, everything I built, I'm just going to walk away from. And it goes back to trust. Right. Surrender. Yes. But I will say this. There's always another fork in the road. There's always another fork in the road. So it's not like I I don't believe there's it's it's possible that we miss it all together. You'll always have another chance if you're supposed to go in that direction. And your education is all not for not, right? Like she we have right now we're using Jennifer Brain, which is amazing to watch. It really is something. We had developed a an assessment to see we created a framework about where you are on the psychic spectrum. We used our top four patrons. So whoever subscribes to our top four Patreon page, tier four, we were meeting every month and we were having conversations. And at first we, they just wanted to hang out with us and we're like, well, this is fine, but we want to give, we want to give you something. So Jen and I created this assessment based on our understanding of how our energy works and how we're eventually communicating with spirit. And we sent them out and we're getting them back. And it is so cool to understand where they're at. It's like seeing their souls and to watch Jennifer brain be like, oh, well, that's what this means. And I'm like, how did you know that? Like she understands the data and she understands how to fine tune it to help people move forward on their path. Not only like where to go, but where you are, like you are here. This is where you want. It's so exciting. It seriously is so exciting. What's always been frustrating to me with this work is what are the indicators? How do I know I'm improving? What am I looking for? And so we try to create questions based around a larger curriculum. This has been in development for over a year at this point. But, and the the whole idea is if you take a self-assessment, just understand what your own personal indicators are, because I'm different from you and you're different from Jill and every, every person experiences spirit differently. So what are your personal indicators? And then once you start recognizing that, you'll know your KPIs for those in marketing and research. What's a KPI? Key performance indicator. There you go. Exactly. So anyway, so yeah, it's, it just seems to all be coming together in ways that I, I never anticipated. Not only that, I think as psychics and Jen and I had taken different psychic workshops, what we are noticing when we talk to other psychics and other intuitives, they always lead with the conclusion. 
Like, this is what I did. This is what happened. And for me, I'm very process. I'm okay. What does that look like? Break that down because you're giving me a conclusion. So how do you know you crossed over a spirit? What were the senses? What were the things that you were experiencing? And when you have people break it down, not only will it help them better understand themselves and their connection to spirit, but other people listening can grow from that experience because other people be like, could either be like, well, I, I don't experience like that, but many are like, okay, I do. And so many people sharing have more of an opportunity to say, oh my gosh, I do identify that way as being psychic. Yeah. And that's really important because a lot of times when people will come to me, they ask, I'm, I'm sure with you as well, okay, I feel like I'm an empath or I think that I'm a medium or, and it is about what you were saying, the end result and the conclusion versus not you know, what Jen experiences, what Jill experiences, what I experience could be completely different. And I, that's where we get hung up. And that is the frustrating part is because if they say, okay, Nicole, I can't hear them the way you hear them. And that means that I don't have it. That's not the case because it all depends again about the, how you're receiving information. And that's the, exactly what you said, Jill, where are you in that stage or process? Eventually, you want to be able to move the needle and to grow it and to strengthen it to some extent, obviously, if that's why you're into it. But I I love that. So you'll have to share more about that later. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.